this is like the right time to continue to invest. This is where you can find, you know, those diamonds in the rough, if you would. A lot of great companies were founded in economic downturns, right? Or funded in economic downturns. Welcome to the Vitalize Podcast. I'm your host, Justin Gordon, the Director of Marketing here at Vitalize Venture Capital. On today's episode, we have Marlon Nichols, who's the founding managing partner at Mac Venture Capital, a seed stage venture capital firm that invests in visionary founders, building the future the world wants to see. They also recently announced a $203 million fund too, and we dive into all of that in this episode. Let's get to it. Marlon, welcome to the show, man. What's up, man? Good to see you again. I'm glad you're back. Last time we chatted, I think it was a year plus ago, something like that, Just Go Grind Podcast, episode 285. Now we're back, and by the time this is live, you will have announced a new fund from Mac Venture Capital, which is very exciting, $203 million. Take me through that, and just in terms of what that's going to allow you to do, difference in fund size, I'd be curious about that, Marlon. Yeah, so, I mean, we close to doubled uh, the fund size, right? The first fund was $110 million. Um, this one is uh, 203. Um, we were able to raise it in seven months. Um, I think on the on the back of a few things. Um, one, we were fortunate to have a number of um, you know institutional um, investors as a part of Fund One, and um, you know we we followed yeah. through on on our promises to them. Right from you know the size of the portfolio, we said we'd do forty to fifty companies. We did that. The size of the investments, the ownership targets, um, all of that was spot on. And then also we had you know we had a few companies that um, we consider breakout companies, and you know one that has already on paper returned the fund a couple times over. So I think all those things together um, made the the fundraising process a little bit a little bit easier. You know, plus they've gotten a chance to to know us a bit better. You know, over um, through investing fund one. Um, differences, um, you know, obviously the size is different. Um, we're going to um, write or we have been writing um, larger checks out of this fund. We actually started investing it, uh, investing out of it um, in early February of this year. Um, so we're 21 investments um, in into this new fund already. Um, and uh, where our check sizes are more like, you know, 2.5 to 3 million. Um, you know, and ownership targets are around 10 to 15%. Uh, so I'd say that's, that's probably the biggest change. Um, and then probably the second biggest change is half of the fund is dedicated to um, reserves so that we can um, support our companies as they grow and maintain our ownership stake. Take me through that, the last part with the evolution of reserves. So that's something you know, always think of if you're, if you're a fund manager, you think of how much is follow on, how much is going to be towards seed stage if you're in seed stage, or if you have opportunistic other areas as well. Just take me through that strategy kind of shift with that too. Yeah. I mean, so we, so the last fund, it was 40% that we reserved, but it was, you know, it was a hundred million dollar fund. So uh, 110 million. So it was a little bit short of, um, you know, of, of, of 50% or short of, um, you know, 50, um, 50 million. Um, we just wanted to make sure that, um, you know, we had the opportunity, you know, where it makes sense to continue to, um, to invest with our good performing um, companies, right? Because uh, it's all, at the end of the day, it's all about ownership, right? You know, 10% of a multi-billion yeah. dollar outcome is better than 1% of a multi-billion dollar outcome. So we want to hold on, you know, to our ownership <laughs> yep. as long as we can. Um, and then, you know, just thinking about you know, what's going on with the with the markets right now and, you know, um, 
everyone's saying, you know, we're looking at a recession um, coming here. And that means that things are going to get tough all the way around. And so, you know, we want to be able to support our companies through those tough times, essentially, um, so that, you know, a good company doesn't have to die, you know, because they're unable to raise um, capital from, you know, outside investors during, you know, um, a down market. So we just want to want to uh, make sure that we're there for our, our portfolio companies. Yeah, that totally makes sense. And with what you mentioned with being able to raise this fund, uh, obviously the track record from the first fund doing well on the things you said you would do is helpful. On that note, I think it's always fun to talk about companies and kind of what you're thinking with them. I know in the last time we talked about uh, a few different companies, now I have a few more. Let's start with Pipe, first of all. I'm curious, just take me back to you guys first hearing about Pipe and what this company was, you know, meeting Harry. I'm just curious about that to start with. Yeah, so actually, I've known Harry and Josh um, for a long time now. Um, we were in the the first round of funding for their first company, Skirt, um, and so we started building a relationship with them from there. You know, when Skirt got acquired by um, by Fair, we um, you know kept in touch and continued to build a relationship. Um, you know, supported them uh, on all types of different levels. You can imagine what it's like. Um, <laughs> you know, building a company, then having to sell that company, then working for a larger company where you're not in control of it anymore. Yeah. Um, you know, so we, we, I was there for them through that and we built a relationship. So when, um, after their earnout and, you know, they, they came up with this idea, I was literally the first, um, the first stop that they made. Um, you know, they had a PowerPoint, that's all they had. And, uh, they came by the office and said, <laughs> look, we got this idea. We want to go for it you know, are you in? And, um, you know, I love those guys. So, was, and, and the idea was a, a killer idea. So I said, yeah, of course. Um, and then they, you know, they left to go finish up their road show because at that time it was September, 2019. And so we hadn't uh, finished raising, you know, Mac fund one yet. So we had limited capital to, yeah. um, to, to, to invest. So what we um, so we so we committed as much as we could to it, but they had to go and find um, you know other investors to fill out the round, and um, the next stop was uh, was David Sachs at Kraft Ventures, and you know, David was was in like I guess halfway through the meeting, and wanted to take the entire round. So you know Harry and Josh had to had the fight for had the fight for me and us to um, to be a part of it, and yeah, it just went up went up from there, man. It was. Um, pretty, it has been a pretty incredible ride watching them um, operate and, and, and build, right? I think it was, we got in at a 13 million um, post money valuation. And, um, you know, a year and a half later is at 2 billion. And, you know, they've, they've yep. started to acquire um, other companies to expand the business. And it's, I mean, it's just going. With with that, and people aren't familiar with Pipe, it's it's incredible. And you know, just look it up real quick, you'll see why. But at the time when you hear that, obviously you had the relationship with the founders already. Uh, was there anything like this in the market you were already seeing before or you had known about? I'm just curious in the landscape, take me through maybe what it was at the time. No, no one was doing this. No one was doing this. Um, you know, there, there were some companies that uh, could provide debt instruments, um, you know, to, you know, bolster your, um, your working capital. But uh, there was no kind of marketplace, if you would, or exchange that would allow other companies to buy an interest in your um, in your recurring revenue contracts um, so that you can use that capital to grow your business. Um, it just didn't exist. Um, you know, now we're seeing some as, as you should, you know, when something uh, starts to work and you see success, there's some, you know, 
Me Too's or copycats that that come out, right? And um, and that's great, right? It's it's um, it's validation that you know this is a a great opportunity and a space that you know uh, they should be playing in. But at the time, it was very novel. Yeah, absolutely. And one of the other companies too, I'm curious about. So Truebill, I think I have one or both of the founders coming up on a podcast episode. They were acquired for 1.27 billion in cash. Take me through finding out about Truebill founders, meeting them. I'm curious about that as well, Marley. Yeah, they're awesome. So that was a cross-culture um, investment. So that that um, that happened before the merger. And you know, my partner um, you know, Troy Carter, he was um, uh, very good friends with with one of the founders actually, um, and that's how we got access to uh, to that deal. When he brought it in, um, you know, it was pretty pretty clear like this this is a game changer, right? If this thing can work, um, like consumers are going to be signing up for this left and right, um, and and so we took the you know we took the swing. Um, and went in with the, with those guys and, and yeah, it, it just continued to perform. And then obviously rocket came in and, um, and made the acquisition and, you know, that was where we were able to return some money to our LPs, which is always great. For founders, other, other people even listening around that too. So you mentioned the founders were amazing of this company. Obviously the idea is great, but can't just have an idea. Tell me like why the founders were amazing. What, what was it about them that was like, okay, well they're, they're stellar. I'm just curious for other perspectives out there as well. Yeah, it, it, you know, there's well, one. Um, this isn't his first company, right? CEO's first company. Um, so, so there was some, you know, um, some history there or historical context. Um, but in yeah. speaking with founders, you know, you ask them certain you know, certain questions. I, I can't go into the the questions, the specific questions that I ask, yeah. but you get a sense of like of who they who they are, right? How they think, um, how they see the market opportunity. Um, you know, are they flexible in um, in their viewpoints and, and all those things? And, and you know, and we saw that. Right. And so you couple that with, you know, we believe that there was a, a huge opportunity here and that they were um, approaching this in a in a different way from anything else that we uh, we saw in the um, in the market. So, you know, with all of those things, it just it was like, yeah, we should we should uh, go for this and, and see what happens. Fortunately, it turned out well. I mean, yeah, absolutely. Um, a billion plus dollar exit. And I've used the product as well. And I will say it's just like, yeah, you instantly fall in love with it. You're like, wait, I can see everything in one app. It's just so easy to use. It's so clean. I get why the idea at the time like would make a ton of sense. And obviously why they're required for a bunch. The last company I'm curious about too, Mommy. So Melissa's company uh, raised a Series A not too long ago. Take me through that as well. Just hearing from them initially, uh, and also seeing their growth as well. Yeah. Um, first, Melissa is phenomenal. Um, young entrepreneur. Um, you know, growing into her her own greatness. Um, actually, uh, <laughs> but met met Melissa like well before their their pre seed round. Um, and at that point, it was it was a little too early. Um, they were um, the the product was was more of a services product than it was um, a software um, product at the time. And so, yeah. gave her that feedback, introduced her to um, to a couple of um, kind of angel slash pre seed investors. Um, some of them invested in the company. I think a year later, um, reconnected with Melissa. And she was giving, you know, giving us the update. And I was like, all right, well, you, um, you brought in, you know, Sunny, her CTO, you build, um, 
you build technology. Um, and by, by the way, Sonny is like a well-recruited, heavily recruited um, technologist. Uh, so for her to land him with basically, you know, no money raised in the company and um, have him build out the, um, uh, the software infrastructure, it was just phenomenal, right? It says a lot about um, her, her ability to convince um, folks to follow her. Um, you know, and, uh, and, and join her on this, on this mission. Um, so anyway, uh, came back that she'd done all the things that, that, um, we asked her to do. So, I basically, um, I believe we led their seed round, you know, joined by a few other folks and, um, and she's been building since then. Um, you know, I was a little disappointed in the market for not seeing, um, you know, the, the value that, um, that was, you know, being created earlier, earlier than, than it has been, but, you know, we were fortunate to, um, be able to introduce her to, you know, the launch team at Goldman Sachs. And, um, she went through the launch program and built a relationship there. And then, you know, uh, they got to see, you know, um, how talented, um, she is, uh, firsthand, and then, um, you know, the market started to opportunity started to become, you know, uh, more and more clear. And, um, yeah, fortunately, Goldman came in and led that Series A, um, you know, well overdue, but um, thankful that we got such a great partner. Tell me more about her, because I know I just love one hearing about founder stories, obviously, but also for other founders listening ever or venture capitalists listening, like, you know, trying to evaluate founders constantly. Um Anything else you can say about her that makes her special stand out? You know, I'm just curious about that too. She's just really smart. <laughs> like, um, she talks, you know, 100, 100 <laughs> words a minute. Um, that's just the way her brain her brain goes. Um, but she's very thoughtful also. She's very thoughtful and and, and pretty transparent. Um, and I think in in early days, that, that transparency, you know, was kind of a... a a damning thing almost um, for, for her because, you know, she was sharing all the thoughts that were, you know, coming through her, um, you know, through her mind. Um, and maybe some of those you, you got to hold back for certain certain investors or what have you. But just just a brilliant, um, brilliant mind, quick thinker, very thoughtful is looking at um, looking at her business from all different um, angles um, is very curious as well. So does all the um all the necessary things like talking to, you know, market experts, various customers and taking that, um, those learnings and building it into the, into the product and the roadmap for, um, and vision for the company. So, so, so I, I just think she's terrific. Um, I've been a fan of hers for, um, for a long time now. Um, glad that we were able to, to, to back her and I'm excited to, to be working with her, you know, well into the future. Yeah. And with this now $203 million fund you have for, for, for fund two with Mac Venture Capital, what are you looking for now or more excited about in terms of any any type of trends, areas you're seeing? Uh, I'm just curious about where you're kind of looking into this landscape that you're excited about. Yeah. So we've always said, you know, we are stage specific and industry agnostic. Um, you know, we've, we've invested in, you know, this, we've invested in, you know, re-engineering the tampon to reusable rockets. Um, so there's, and, and, and a lot of stuff in between, right. And and we, we pride ourselves on that, right. Because the idea is to find, you know, the next great and meaningful companies. Um, so, you know, so we, so we keep ourselves open. Um, 
one one space or that I'm interested in right now, it's more of a geography. I've been doing a bunch of um, investing on the continent of Africa, uh, more specifically um, Kenya and Nigeria, um, and not only fintechs. Um, we've done you know uh, digital health companies. We've done kind of uh, hybrid tech and media um, companies there. Um, you know, we've uh, we've even done a, a company that's doing uh, kind of know your customer um, stuff for the for the continent. Um, and we're looking at a, a couple others right now as well. So um, I just think that there's a it, that market is wide open right now. Um, I, I think, you know, there there has been some investment, particularly in the fintechs, the, the later stage ones. But I think there's a, a huge opportunity there. And um, I'm happy. I'm you know excited to be early and, um, and <laughs> investing heavily there right now. Okay, Marlon, on that point, on that note, we're looking at a new geography. So going into Africa, how do you go about then either educating yourself about the market, you know, branching out other, other huge differences? Just I'm curious about that side of things. Yeah, it, it took it takes time to be honest with you, right? So my my first investment was a, a company used to be called M Survey, now called Ajua, out of Nairobi, and um, that was in like 2015, right? And so I, I joined their board, and you know would would go there once a year, and so while I was there, you know I was meeting other startups, other investors, just getting familiar with the ecosystem, and um, you know learning about opportunities and challenges there. Um, and then, you know, fast forward, we were fortunate to have um, an Africa-based, um, you know, LP in our fund um, that, that is also helping us to understand the, the, the landscape, helps us with, with diligence and all those things as well. So it's, it's about, you know, taking the time to, to really, you know, be on the ground there, um, you know, uh, learn who the players are, um, understanding what the opportunities are all those things and, um, and then striking, you know, at the, at the right time. Right. I feel like it, it probably goes back to your strategy too. You mentioned with having this uh, a lot reserved for follow on, if you can be the one that can follow on in the next round, it also helps in terms of getting to the next stage. Um, uh, and, and as you're also kind of knowing the players in the market and who can be the next investors as well. Um, which, yeah, that's interesting thinking about a new market in that capacity as well. As we kind of have only a minute or two left here, I'm just curious on what this kind of environment we're in now and people, looking more and more at like unit economics and business models and becoming, oh, profitable. Uh, how do you view this kind of overall market? What are you seeing uh, today at least? Oh, um, <laughs> well, you know, we've always prioritized, you know, companies with sound um, business models and, and unit economics, right? We, we've never been the fund that um, invested in, in those companies that were just growing for the sake of growing at all costs. So it's kind of business as usual for us, right? Um, and, and I think during, during these types of markets, um, this is like the right time to, um, to, to continue to invest. This is where you can find, um, you know, those diamonds in the rough, if you would. You know, a lot of great companies were founded in, 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 in uh, economic downturns, right? Or funded in economic downturns. So, you know, the prices are going to be more favorable um, there are going to be a lot of investors that haven't been through these scenarios in the past that are going to be, um, you know, trigger shy, if you would. Um, and so I just think there are going to be a lot more opportunities to invest in great companies at terrific prices. And so we're, we're, we're um, going to be consistent in terms of our pace of investing 
um, and continue to be very diligent in terms of which companies um, we actually make the decision to invest in. Hey, thanks for listening. If you want to learn more about us, head on over to vitalize.vc. You can also follow us on Twitter at vitalizevc, or you can follow me on Twitter at justingordon212. Have a great day, and I'll talk to you in the next episode.